0: Us tonight, welcome to the Carpe GM Gamecast. I'm Dan, I'm Steve, I'm Tyler, Brian, and I'm Mac. And tonight's episode is on The Avengers, the 2012 release written and directed by Joss Whedon. This thing is a monster in the theaters. It took all the money, it, uh, everybody's money. Brian, why don't you take it? All right,
1: today we're talking about The Avengers. It's uh the final step in Marvel's Phase 1 of its Marvel movie universe. I'm sure you've all have heard that there was an Iron Man movie. A second, or two. There was a second Iron Man movie. There was a Thor movie. There was a Captain America movie. there's a Hulk movie. There was we a Hulk. Have, or
2: seven. A different actor. Yes. Or two. He yeah.
1: <laughs> was not in it. But anyway, it's the end, the culmination of all of the Phase 1, what they're calling Phase 1 right now. And it's all of the movies smushed together, got all the main characters, you got all these big-name actors in one big movie of superheroes. You know, I, I don't even know why I'm explaining it. You already saw it. But it's all superheroes in one giant movie, which is the first time anybody's really tackled it. And under the helm of Joss Whedon, who has had quite a bit of work working with a heavy character cast on his work on,
3: you know, uh, Buffy and Yeah, he's got Firefly. a pretty heavy-hitting
0: <clears throat> career with... Uh, Cabin had, in the Woods, Serenity, Angel, Firefly,
3: the script for Alien Resurrection. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> he, he's he's done that a lot one of work.
3: line in X Men. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so it's been like t- a two Joss Whedon movie summer already. Yeah, that's true, yeah. and it's weird because he's go. only ever yeah. had
1: one other movie, Cabin uh, in the Woods. Another movie you should go see. Yeah, I supported it once. Remember? Oh yeah.
4: Yeah.
0: Mm. So I, as far as as far as the movie goes, everyone's seen it, right? What did you like about the movie? What did you dislike about the movie? If we can just get around real quick, Mac. I was a
3: big fan of uh, action montages. Uh, I thought it was going to be really hard to give everybody their due in fights, but they jumped around pretty well, it, 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 and it wasn't straight cut, straight cut. They did a lot of uh, flying, obviously CGI, CGI shots, but flying shots of a different of a whole lot of different things, and it kept everybody in the picture. Okay,
0: and uh, did you have a complaint?
3: I don't know. I thought the villains were a little underpowered and sort of that sort of thing. It didn't seem like a big threat to me. Very well executed, but it just conceptually, I was a little underwhelmed.
0: Okay, Brian, what did you um, like about the movie?
3: The movie is
1: does a really good job at portraying the characters very true to their comic book source. Okay, and 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 you're re- our comic book source, <laughs> I know. so I'll take that to the bank. I really like it. Uh, they make Captain America really like he's just the guy that everyone kind of like looks up to for orders he's you know he looks in the face of danger even though he doesn't have like he can't fly around with magical hammer and he's not a big green rage monster but he's right there in the front lines with everybody else discipline yeah uh i thought the way they handled the hulk was amazing like he's just the perfect screen adaptation and it was very true to the way they've okay. been writing him recently in comics the only complaint i had is you know i know people have already talked like have said talked about it on the internet and whatnot but I just I could not get into Black Widow all that much she was okay. just like my least favorite character and she yeah, was like that one. why right. is she in here you know we already have like the regular
2: Joe character Dude, girl power man, I know right? I know girl so power 2012 we gotta have all the girl power <laughs> you gotta have the awesome Angelina Jolie salt salt yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: alright so Tyler what did you like about the movie
2: <clears throat> I liked absolutely everything he liked the popcorn. Yeah, no, seriously, no. But seriously, no, no, no salt, no bath salts. <laughs> um, no, as far as I'm concerned, it's the comic book hero movie to beat, and that's saying a lot because Dark Knight was a lot of people's like that was like the benchmark for a comic book movie. Though, it's, well, it's different. It's a different it type is, of yeah. movie, yeah.
0: though. You look at we we'd spoken about it in passing previous in previous episodes, and. The Dark Knight is more of a solo adventure kind of kind of a situation as opposed to this huge conglomeration of he- large name heroes that are all crammed into this one screen. You take the movies like Spider-Man, whichever one, and they struggled just to get his stature in the screen yeah. and to paint him as a superhero. This one did it pretty well. I agree with. Uh... I even think
1: that you wouldn't have to see any of the other movies leading up to the Avengers to enjoy the Avengers and know who the characters are, what they do, and why they're interesting at all.
2: Yeah, I, I actually know people that haven't seen like either Captain America or Thor. I mean, there's you don't have to see all. You definitely don't have to see all of them, and you probably don't even really have to see any of them. It's got mass appeal. Continue what I was saying. Um, I still think it's a comic book, um, movie to. To be, I the mean, right, there's been a ton ever since um, X-Men came out in 2000. And then after that, you know, all the, the studios kept gobbling up the rights and, you know, they're kind of um, pooping out comic book movies left Some and right for the last 12 one. years. I mean, yeah. Have you ever seen Ghost Rider? I don't know. Electra. Re- regardless, Kettleman. um, it's just, it had everything I would ever want in a superhero movie. And I got super fired up. I mean, all the way through it, I was just like, it was great.
0: And your con was Black Widow?
2: oh no well that was a con yeah that's fine but um i think my con was that the hulk didn't really have it was it was kind of inexplicable why during one scene he was like out of control and like beating people up that were his friends and then in the next scene you know he induced it and then you know he was suddenly like in control totally and you know a hero and i've you heard ca- that one a lot right you kind of have to like you know, you kind of have to pay attention and see. Oh, well, when he I induces Loki, it, then he has yeah. control. And then, you know, Loki. Maybe Loki was like controlling his mind or something initially. Like, Loki's it was, but it wasn't. It wasn't clear and cut. And that's the thing that I had to explain to actually a lot of people that haven't read comic books. So,
4: all right, Steve. Pros and cons. <sighs> Pros. Well, I really liked how the movie turned out, as great as it was, because. Honestly, I felt like it had a lot of elements that made it a recipe for disaster. Oh, absolutely. And it wasn't at all. (laughs) It was absolutely great. It was a fun movie. I mean, I I saw it twice, so I gave them a lot of money. And Mm -hmm. I didn't feel bad about it. (laughs) So that that means it must be good. I really like how they were able to somewhat introduce and talk about and elaborate on each character. Without making it chaotic and just jumping from character to character, they sort of like intermingled. Well, I, I, there are I th- there's a lot of uh, times when they were all on screen at the same time. Really, yeah. Well, I,
0: mean, I think that a big part was they didn't go too deep into the backstories of all of the characters. Yeah, they didn't have you to because they already had their movies. You yeah, you had little helps. snippets of yeah. of backstory from all of the characters, or at least a scene or two in which you could see what they could do. Yeah. And that kind of dovetails into my pros and cons. I liked it because I thought it was a fantastic rendering of a comic book based movie. Plain and simple. What I really enjoyed about seeing some of the stuff on screen was some of the little trivial things that they put on the screen. The little hint hit nudge nudge though. Yeah, the the nods to the comic books and some of the questions that people had and I don't want to spoil I don't want to spoil a bunch of stuff, but pay attention. If you're going to the theater to see this movie, pay attention. There's a lot of little things that you see that are questions that were asked or were things that that had occurred in the comics or in previous movies that come back just for a split second on screen. So I thought that was pretty neat.
2: Yeah, really. The only flashback was um, the Captain America flashback, I think, right? Yeah, we're, where that
0: seemed
1: weird to me in the movie. Well, a he was bit. he
2: was just brooding, I guess. I mean, yeah. they they kind of uh, ended it on an abrupt note like, in the actual Captain America movie. The
1: only reason why it seemed weird to me is because it was, like stock footage from the other movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like that was yeah. the only one where it's mm-hmm. like
0: the the only thing that I had to say about it was same thing as Tyler, the whole Hulk thing. The way that was put on screen where... It was Loki's in, pokey stick. It was his fault. In one scene...
1: <laughs> what was that thing? The it's, it's Tesseract.
0: No, I... No, I the have, pokey stick. I have a, I have a theory. Yeah, I, it's, think, I, I think, think it's the, the correct, mind gem. Yeah, it's
2: a mind gem from the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah.
0: So you're thinking that... Well... Well, I... Spoiler! <laughs> there's, a, yeah.
1: there's a big uh, thing at the end that just kind of uh, sets up the next phase two of what's going to happen in the new... Or in the Marvel movie universe, and it's going to probably go on a cosmic scale. And there's a whole bunch of stuff that's super, maybe obscure to people who don't know much about comic books in general.
4: Yeah,
3: even a lot of people who read Marvel comics don't get a lot of their cosmic perspective.
1: Yeah, and so like they they, they just they kind of plugged a lot of that into the Avengers subtly. And if you just look closely, I mean, yeah, it, I I think you could take out some of that. Okay.
0: So I think it's fair to say that we all give it a big. Thumbs up. Oh yeah, it was. The, it was Everybody awesome. was happy with yeah. it. I had more overall. hands to give it more thumbs My
1: up. My critical
4: hit. <laughs> My only con though was that, and it's real nitpicky, is there's there's a lot of scenes, especially towards the end of the movie, where people show up in places and it doesn't really like tell you how they got there. Okay. Like people just show up in places. Like Black Widow conveniently just shows up at, at Stark Tower, and there the scene where there's another scene where Loki just shows up somewhere. And even though it's not really that important, it just... It it kind of, like... There, there definitely are some plot yeah. holes
0: and some things that were hand-waved to yeah. facilitate the story. But yeah, yeah, I, I also love how, how there's, like,
1: entire town leveled, no one hurt. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It doesn't tell you
2: about all the casualties, yeah. you know. Okay. Well, superheroes kind of messed everything up, and once again, there's been about 50,000 people dead. That's yeah.
0: kind of the, the source of... Endless comic book canon. Well, right. And the, not, everywhere they, superheroes well, go, we'll they say that three
2: Transformers up. movies where it doesn't tell you the death toll of a billion people.
1: Yeah, I will say though, com- comics now are becoming more modern comics are becoming a lot less ginger with just killing random people. You know, just like yeah. there are, you know, ca- human casualties and stuff like that. And going into a point where I don't know if I'm sure comic book readers have heard about Civil War before it's sort of it seems like they might be leading up to something like that in the avengers but it's an avengers storyline where captain america and iron man are heading or facing off head they to head they have separate factions yeah, of and it superheroes and was, it was because during one of like an in uh like a team team a team team yeah like an uh, inexperienced team like went to fight a supervillain uh the supervillain during during the fight uh killed a bunch of people and blew up a school so like the death toll was too high so it created tension between all the superheroes you know people were just like you know, superheroes should be registered because they shouldn't be able to, like, walk around with, like, human bombs and stuff. So, you know, they do kind of treat it a little less gingerly in comics now, so we is, might see more of that later in the movies. And that's
2: one of the tropes in, like, the whole X-Men universe is that, you know, like, oh, you gotta you gotta tell people you're a mutant. And that's, <laughs> yeah. like, a lot of the uh, the conflict in that whole uh, that whole lore.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, so where I want to go with this is to take the movie The Avengers... And if you, as a GM, wanted to run this game for your players, what kind of obstacles would you find along the way, story-wise or, or anything, that you would have to overcome as a GM to facilitate this?
1: My biggest obstacle would be how much you would have to pay Joss Whedon to
2: DM the game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I imagine that's a pretty big obstacle. Yeah.
2: All right, next obstacle. Who wants to be Black Widow? Yeah, no, oh, none. I don't see any hands. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay we'll start there. That's a that's a pretty good one. The biggest obstacle that I see is the differing power levels in the characters. You have what would you say three different tiers of, of power scale in here? Yeah. You have a cosmic no tier. Balance. <laughs> yeah. You have a cosmic tier, you have a superhuman tier, I guess, and, and then, then you have people. regular people. And they're all mixed up all in the same team. Now, in order to effectively challenge your players with these characters and this varying power scale You don't almost mean like need separate challenges. You have to tailor every challenge to their specific wheelhouse of things that they can do. You have to find mm-hmm. something for Black Widow to do. Someone for you have to find something <laughs> Take Hawkeye to stick.
2: too yeah. You know Hawkeye's just a normal guy. You have
0: to find something for Hawkeye to shoot it's at. Pretty you have to easy find to something that, for just Black like, Widow to Nick manipulate. Fury, yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: But you have to make it feel as important too. Yeah, right, the, in the movie you're just like,
2: oh look, she's contributing, oh Hawkeye just shot that guy. Just I like, don't know, I
3: felt like Hawkeye was a part of the team. Like, Hawkeye had the role of telling people where everybody was, which otherwise they wouldn't know and they couldn't respond as quickly or as appropriately. I
0: think this was done really well in the movie. But yeah, that's like being yeah. Radar
3: in M.A.S.H. But it's,
0: <laughs> the thing is, it's a movie. So the characters are going to be exactly where you need them to be. The yeah. bad guys are going to do exactly what you need them to do at the exact right time whether you're hand-waving things or whether they just happen to work out that way for you, they're, everything in a movie or a book all shows up at exactly the right time for the protagonist to take care of whatever it is they have to take care of. But as a GM, you as have a that GM, power. You may have that power, but you do not have control over what the PCs do or where they're at, where they're standing, where they decide they want to go. You don't have control over that stuff.
1: You have to have... Players that are willing to work with you in games like this. You're talking so many different gears turning in this. So you would have to have people working with you. You would have to have a GM who could quickly change things on the fly.
0: So in in order to overcome the power levels discrepancy, you've got to have some serious player buy-in. Yeah, They have to really understand their roles, at least. They have to know
3: that this is where they fit, be accepting of that, and enjoy playing it.
0: So the second thing is, I guess... Is the person playing Black Widow
3: not having fun? Just not having as mad much fun that not, as the person yeah. who's the Hulk. I, I, I see this problem in a whole lot of games. There's, for a long time, for instance, in Dungeons and Dragons, there have been plenty of prestige classes that are spies of different sorts, or uh, scoundrels of different sorts, or uh, deception based, with tons of abilities and skills based on that. And if people level those characters as though those are their goals, build those characters as though those are their goals, they end up being useless in any combat scenario. Right.
0: The, and min maxing also plays a part in that type of thing where right. you end up
3: never getting those kind of characters.
4: I, f- I find it, I agree, because I find it pretty difficult to uh, make games like that fun. For everyone, because someone's always like, "I'll handle this." <laughs> when you've got the when you've got like the Hulk who can basically right. just do everything. Oh,
0: the door's locked. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. No, don't don't They're, worry about I'm it. Everybody say just something about my mom. I'll take care. Of it. Right. Don't have to yeah. roll a single dice.
1: Right. This isn't a problem though. In just in uh, idea of this game. No, no, no. This happens I'm just a lot absolutely. in almost every oh, yeah. game I've ever played. I'm just I've talking about played.
0: specific obstacles that we would have to that you would have to overcome to run this movie as a game.
1: Well, one of them is something you gotta deal with almost every time you play. Like, there's almost always the character that's overpowered or hard. You know, who do you
2: think is the most overpowered um, Avenger?
1: Well, Thor or the Hulk. Like, they're in a different level. Like, yeah, yeah. They're just Thor is a god. How do you like? You just that's that's your answer to everything. Oh, you throw something. It's a god. I win. Like, or Hulk is like I rip into a thousand pieces with my bare hands. You know, I pick up the building,
0: (laughs) which. Also kind of dovetails into one of the other things that I was going to bring to the table is that if you're going to run a game like this, everyone has to have a really good backstory and understand where they came from and what they're doing. And you, in the movie, we talked about it. They kind of hand-waved it. At the at the game table, everyone's got to be involved in here. It goes along with the player buy-in.
2: You just got to implement more elements that are outside the realm of just like which guy can hit hardest i mean you can have maybe a charisma scenario that will involve iron man or a leadership scenario that involves captain america it's not necessarily let's punch this thing as hard as we can
3: well that feeds back into steve's problem is that at any given time even if you're trying to play to more than one character's strengths at any given time you're not playing to all of their strengths so everybody takes a back seat until it's their turn you can have a go kill the dragon where the combat guys are the stars and then you go to talk to the king and the charisma guy's the star but the combat guys are completely in the backseat at that point you never get them all at the same time now some of the games that i'm playing in try to do that by uh, splitting the party up constantly. Everybody just goes and pursues their own strength. Because that's the only way. I but mean, it ends up being completely separate storylines. I mean, it's also disjointed because the GM literally has to take, you know, five minutes with one of us, then five minutes with the next one, then I five minutes with the next I mean, this is what's going to happen. When splitting it's the party's like, always rough. Yeah, like
2: versatility in classes. I mean, if they're all the same class, then you don't have that problem.
3: My, my current campaign has the super big problem in splitting the party of, okay, uh, how long did that take? Three hours. Okay, what time is it? Okay, it's three. Okay, uh, we go on to the next guy. Oh, it's is it three? No, but you had three hours. Uh, okay, what I do in that time? Uh, t- like, I tried to do this and this. And- okay, well, that took five hours, so I guess now it's five. You didn't meet them at the place where they said they were going to meet you.
0: Uh, <laughs> so you do a lot of retconning. Yep. All right. Uh, and
1: on specific points of saying, uh, stuff we've just hit on, Uh, in the Marvel Heroic role-playing uh, system that just came out. Uh, yeah,
0: the, the Tracy Hickman, that's the Cortex system. Right? Yeah, yeah. The way they kind of handle the oh no, the uh, Margaret Weiss the Dragon- Margaret Weiss Dragonlance system, uh, it's Margaret Weiss uh, Productions. They're the ones that put that out. I don't know why I said Tracy Hickman, probably because of the Dragonlance yeah. reference. But it's uh it's the Margaret Weiss. It's Productions. the one that just
1: put came that out. out. It's brand new. Yeah, you can go get it. The Cortex system's been job.
0: around for a while though. And this is a spinoff of that.
1: Anyway, the way they handle kind of like uh, overpoweredness, whereas like the idea of like Hulk go smash the door, you know, is the way they handle experience is if you act like your character, you then get experience. So whenever, you know, Black Widow goes in, like hacks the door, she gets experience
0: as opposed to whenever Captain America gives an order, he gets experience. But if that's I understand where you're coming from there. But if there's a door in the way and there's the Hulk and Black Widow, Black Widow's character is Who literally going door. to just be standing by the steps waiting for the Hulk to beat it down, and that's acting like her character. So she's going to get experience for doing nothing. She won't. Because that's what her character would do. She
3: won't get experience, but that is what her character would do. No, they're, they're, it's like, these
0: like these performing specific, specific, actions. These are specific yeah, things. Specific actions doing nothing yeah, that tight. are written,
1: that are pre-written. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, like it's like when Black Widow hacks the wall, right. she gets experience.
2: So, as a GM, you just implement those elements into, you know, pepper them into the game to make sure she has enough stuff to hack. Exactly. Right? It just kind of helps... You divide to, up
1: that overpowered, you know, like in g- giving people the spotlight. I mean, that's, that's the big challenge—the right? spotlight. Yeah. yeah,
2: you have to tiptoe through the tulips. You can't just, you know, you have. There's a little more tact involved, I would suppose.
1: And if you're playing a superpowered, superhuman type of game, part of the role-playing experience is being that overpowered character. Oh generally. yeah, yeah, nothing true. more fun yeah.
0: than throwing Thor's hammer. Exactly. I mean, Unless you're gonna you're Captain blow... America, and you can throw the shield. Yeah, exactly. You know, Which yeah. one do you want to do? Right.
1: But anyway, you're gonna like blow up that random dude with the gun. You know, right. like it's not about you know rolling up against him.
3: It's... If it's if it's open character generation, you have this problem that like the old DCU RPG or whatever used to have. If you give people enough hit dice to make Superman, they're all just going to make Superman. Right. Um, that you have to give them incentives to do other things. You have to be able to tell a story that's going to incentivize them doing other things. And, and again, I think, you I need a little player responsibility to try to exercise that
0: that's Uh, what i was going to say is i think that if during character generation or in this case i guess character picking (laughs) uh you have to make sure that there are some very serious pieces of the story that revolve around hawkeye and black widow otherwise there's no reason anybody would want to play these i don't even think that's that true like if if you give me the option to
1: pick first and they were like you want captain america the hulk or hawkeye of course i'd be like give me right. captain america but if the dude next to me took captain america
3: and hawkeye is the only one left i'm not going to be pissed off or discouraged. No, I find that interesting because if i had to put two of the characters here on a on a cosmic tier it would have been the hulk and thor and then on the tier below that the superhuman tier would have been iron man and captain america right but you you passed up on the cosmic character why 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 in that scenario do you pick captain america because well, he's my favorite. Okay. And <laughs> and that's that works. It's another yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Like they're all... yeah, I guess
0: that's a good point, is that the preference of the player could really determine the satisfaction factor Plus, of playing that player. Like if I'd someone's have... favorite player is Black Widow, hey, they may be just fine while the Hulk is running around smashing things waiting for someone to talk Plus to. Plus,
1: it's hard mode. Like, you feel threatened, you know, yeah. as opposed to the other guy who doesn't feel threatened. Okay,
0: that's a good point. Yeah, I've got... I've got one other concept written down that I think is a serious issue, not necessarily for running the Avengers as a game, but for maintaining the Avengers as a game. If you're going to do it for more than a one shot or or, or a one arc story, such as the movie, you've got to have a reason for these people to stay together. You've got some very serious personalities that are clashing constantly in here and that's what makes they fight, That's if they fight amongst each other you know. right, that's what makes the back and forth between these characters so tense and so exciting is that their personalities are clashing constantly and in order for players at a table to have this type of conflict inter-character, inter-character conflict there's got to be something holding holding them together so in order to play the Avengers constantly or for more than one story arc I almost feel like you have to keep ramping it up, and keep putting the Earth in trouble because there's nothing else short of Earth exploding that's going to keep these guys together.
2: Isn't that portrayed in the comics as well? <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: well, of course. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it's, part of comic book. it's part of the comic book tropes. It's right. the world is in trouble. These are the only guys who can save it. Again, you know. Right. Uh,
3: <laughs> well, there's other stories to tell, like, and then they fight each other, or, you know, yeah. Check my blog for that one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Anybody else got any problems with um, running this movie as a game? Like I said earlier... It does fall on the spotlight
1: problem. Not really on the spotlight problem, but like you have to make each player feel as important as the the next one. So and as Mac said earlier, it really does come down to player responsibility. And I think that's the biggest thing. If you get a group of guys or you know, like people together who really want to do this, who have the same amount of passion for it as you do, and you know you want to run this and they wanna play this just as much as you want to run it. They will work with you, and you will have a great time.
4: All right. Another yeah. thing uh, that I just kind of realize is that if someone's playing the Hulk, are they playing Bruce Banner? That's true. It's right. a weakness. For you. Yeah.
3: yeah. Loss of character control is obviously <laughs> something that's hard to roleplay. Yeah.
0: But you're right. the The other side of the characters, when they're not in costume and they're fighting big bads, the other side of the characters could be extremely fun to play.
3: I'd like to see that. That. Campaign that campaign where every time you have to suit up, the it, that's the end of the session. Yeah, you just hand You're just your alter ego, yeah. trying to live out your life and like deal with the
2: fallback. Yeah. And, like that's awesome. Having See, in, lunch with
3: in a role playing mm-hmm. game. Right. See mm-hmm. now if you flip yes.
0: that, if you flip that over, in that case, all of a sudden, Hawkeye and Black Widow look amazing. Right. right? Yeah.
3: This is their day job. Cause cause they, they, they don't have. To, have to.
1: They get to totally just like slap Hulk in the face and just be like that's uh, the, yeah that'll
4: be the end of the campaign for yeah me. exactly <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> get out of
3: here another <laughs> problem I, I i think conceptually that you'd have if you weren't doing exactly what the avengers did is that you perhaps is it, villains like in order to do intrigue type stuff you tend to need to limit your villain number which means you're either doing I, I see it as three options there's big army villain you know or you know villain race or whatever you want to do right there, there's uh, person per person, where if you have a group of five superheroes, there's a group of, you know, there's, awesome. the, there's the Injustice League. There's yeah. right. your anti <laughs> for, like, Masters everything. Of evil, man. Right. Uh, or you're doing one big bad villain. and With resources. And intrigue limits you away from the army one, so that means... But the problem with, like, big bad is that... Uh, they first of all in combat they tend to have to be so tough that some of your characters are going to feel useless they fry the black widow in one shot or something right the problem with uh five guys the the the, the anti-team is that it's very rock paper scissorsy typically or it's in all honesty if you have your, if you have your party write up 10 characters and five of them become the heroes
0: and five of them become yeah heroes, that's pretty cool yeah but uh, it's not a bad concept yeah
3: so, that's my solution. But anyway, that's Everybody
0: make five characters. Whoa. Five? All just, of us? I'm just saying. Everybody make no, five totally, characters. 25 characters? Now, yes. right. I'm going to we'll make... set up a whole rogues gallery. Make least. a garbage oh, man. He throws evil. garbage. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah.
2: Totally. The Avengers the versus... The the... Start grasping at straws. <laughs> we have to compare notes just to make sure we don't, like, make the same guy.
3: Yeah. The yeah, Avengers absolutely. versus the Garbage Veil kids. Take Adam Bomb!
0: Jeez. Uh...
3: And then you know the army one has its problem of being faceless and potentially never ending and kind of seeming like you get to cream your way through them. But they all have their place. don't They they, they do all have their Definitely. place. They all, all they have users.
0: their stories to their place in the stories that we're telling.
3: And if you're running a campaign in which you're willing to do more than one villain, rather than you have to write it for overarching villain type forces, you can sample each of them. It can be really fun that way. Yeah, the it's thing like, with the big- hey, you guys just made your characters. Go beat up a
2: thousand dudes.
3: <laughs> right. like, Let's right. see
0: what let's let's test drive these guys. Let's get the wheels on the road and see what they can do.
2: It gets back into the concept of replayability because if you're gonna have them fight like say Galactus and then kill him in a campaign, I mean, where do you go from where there? Where do, you, yeah. where do you go from there exactly? It's like, all I read. Ultimate Galactus. You know where you go from there? Nowhere. Nowhere. So he to
3: like, eating wasp
1: like chicken. Yeah. He has to
2: escape, which you know goes back to the villains episode. I'm not gonna harp on that too much, but you know maybe like they beat him up and then he retreats for another two years or yeah. something like that.
1: I'll be back. <laughs> It'd be really cool to run an Avengers game where they're all like really old, like they just got like, like
0: you know, just like. In <laughs> so the, that's how you underpower the Hulk. Yeah, he's, the gamma radiation he's like, is finally wearing, like wearing off. It's like
1: I don't get you, I'm the Hulk. You, know? <laughs> you don't wanna make me angry? <laughs> Hulk Viagra. <laughs> Wait, I, <laughs> <laughs> I need prune juice when I'm angry. <laughs> 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 That'd be awesome. And Captain America's like,
2: I
0: remember the forties still. <laughs> It's, it, it is the 40s.
2: No, the old 40s. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: other one.
2: Yeah, I love that. I love in the comic books where they call Captain America old man like everybody does. They're like, you yeah. yeah, old man. like
0: Dude, I'm like 20. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's take uh, let's take the characters, the concepts, I guess the archetypes from the Avengers. Let's break them down a little bit. Let's talk about them individually. Just real quick, we can glaze over them. Uh, Brian, you had discussed the, the idea that you were going to run an avengers campaign using those specific characters in a medieval renaissance era yeah, world. Yeah,
1: I'm currently kind of generating ideas on that. I'm probably going to use the Pathfinder system. Okay. Uh you know, no need to explain it. Yeah, Everybody just knows just Pathfinder. Yeah, but we're sitting here explaining the Avengers, man. That's a good point. For those <laughs> of you who don't
0: know Pathfinder, it's it's a spin-off of Dungeons and, Dragons Dungeons and Dragons. That has really gotten legs under it and has probably been the only thing since white wolf to give dungeons and dragons any kind of competition
1: yeah it's just and it's also the like setting kind of mechanics or just imagine you're like wizards and hobbits and elves you know like it's
0: dungeons and dragons (laughs) a little bit more
1: ramped up turned up to 11 a little bit yeah that's a good
0: that's a good way to put it yeah
1: anyway yeah i'm working on this kind of idea to run it as what if the Avengers were in a medieval setting? So you'd okay, have like. Okay, so
0: now let's start before before we go to the characters. You're talking a medieval setting, so in order to establish supers in a medieval medieval setting, you have to kind of ramp down the magic in your fantasy world itself. Well, so that their medieval, magic... but not
3: necessarily fantasy. I, I I am going fantasy in this.
1: Oh, okay, Pathfinder. Okay. We're going yeah,
0: fantasy. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Well, I didn't know if he was going to use the campaign setting because that's got a lot of rules to it. Oh, I'm
1: pretty yeah. sure well, I'm just going to use this. I'm pretty sure I'm going to do like like the Hulk is going to turn into an ogre.
3: Okay.
0: Like, like an ogre barbarian. Yes. Okay, but in order to to highlight the powers of these super individuals, you need to kind of turn down the magic in the area around it so that just a little, it, just, not all the way. Yeah. Or at least make it more inaccessible to people so that all of a sudden these characters look like something larger, larger than, than life. Than life. I
1: almost thought it would be cool if they, what, they weren't larger in life. They were just another average, uh, you know, adventuring party. But and these they just all yeah, yeah, you know, they look like the Hulk and Cap and stuff like. that. I'm
2: gonna that. agree with that, yeah, because I mean it's all relative. So if they're like. You know, a slightly more powerful wizard, or even the same powered wizard that just acts accordingly with um,
0: Iron Man. So the larger-than-life comes in the tales that'll to- that are told about their exploits. Just like in yeah. comics, man. So the Marvel the Universe is mean,
1: just as magical as they are, you know? Okay.
0: Could,
2: could Cap have, like, a vibranium shield, like, under, you know, like... Adamantium, something, you know, that... Yeah, does... <laughs> just something that's the equivalent. Everything's, so, like, in relatives, in parallel. So
0: Cap's shield in here is
2: Mithril? Yeah. Yeah. Or something. Actually, Adamantine is part of the game.
0: Okay, so the Hulk. You've already kind of touched on him a little bit. You're talking... Um, an ogre barbarian that rages. Yeah, I want him to have like a, there's already a prestige class
1: in the Pathfinder book they have for this thing called the Alchemist which obviously is an alchemist. That would be Bruce Banner. Yeah, he has a it's the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde class uh, or okay. whatever, so he's like. Sounds perfect. Yeah, you, you you drink a potion, your intelligence goes down by 10 and your strength goes up by 15, you know, okay. or something like that. So it's almost already got the work done for me, but tweaks here and there just to make it more like the comic or more like the Hulk, you just he, you know, doesn't have to be an alchemist. He can just be a dude. But you know, the alchemist do not almost work because Bruce Banner's a smart sciences guy.
0: Yeah, the alchemist sounds pretty good. Yeah. Okay. How about um Thor? I no... see. I see Thor as a paladin. He's a cleric, in my opinion. A cleric, in your opinion? Yeah. What about you guys? Paladin or cleric? My paladin. vote.
2: To, my vote goes to
0: paladin yeah. as well. Paladin? I say paladin. Yeah. I, I, I have to hey, s- it's your game. You're gonna run him as a cleric. Yeah, That's I fine.
1: I would say the, here's the reason why I call him a cleric. Because paladin, yes, they are more like the run in there, heavy armor with the right. sword and stuff. But Thor's also not just that guy. He also casts, you know, spells like you know the lightning, you know, whirlwind, flight,
3: I think... all kinds of stuff that are uh, available to the cleric spell list, as opposed to the, uh, the paladin one. Okay. One of my problems with the Avengers might have been that he didn't like throw lightning and stuff enough.
0: I think he'd be a paladin simply because of his connection with his hammer. Paladins, you tend to find. Those characters are connected to their equipment. They're connected to their mounts. They're connected to their peers, more fanatically than other character classes.
3: All their garb of justice.
0: Everything, and they tend to not keep money and not keep rewards and so on and so forth. Which is, just uh, like, again, yeah, I think it it's kinda... six one hand, six in one hand, half dozen in the other. I just see him as a paladin. But, I mean,
1: I understand what you're right. saying. I just see him as a cleric, just because, like I said, the magic is a little more. Okay. Prevalent in that.
0: Captain America. So how do you
2: like your Thor? Well, sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. (laughs) How do you like your Thor? Do you like him, you know, smash stuff with hammer or, you know, shooting lightning
1: bolts? And, good point there, Marvel, you know, comic book writers have different iterations of each of these characters. So sometimes Thor is an idiot brute who runs in there and, you know, know, kills a hundred... You know, he has a sword instead of a hammer this time, and you know, he's right. got the sword of Surtur instead of, you know, Mjolnir, you know, and then other times you have him, you know, whipping around whirlwinds and doing right. all kinds of crazy stuff. So just a like... Sometimes he's an
3: insane hippie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so
1: so you just as a DM likes to create his own world and game as a comic book writer writes his characters, you know, it could be in any way.
0: All right. Captain America.
1: Fighter. Easy.
0: Fighter? He's the fighter. Yeah. Is he not the paladin?
1: No, he's the no. fighter. No. He doesn't I didn't have, think so. There's either. not really a divinity All factor. those combat tricks. Yeah. You
3: know, use your... You know, he's a fighter with a high charisma. Any of the different classes with potentially higher, uh, like, martial disciplines, like, uh, have they done a knight yet? In yeah. Perhaps? Well, yeah.
1: they did a... a What's it called? Cavalier. Cavalier. It's
3: yeah. basically. The is it a base idea. class or is it a? It's a base class. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, it could potentially fit in more though. Cavalier obviously has a bunch to do with uh, horses and horses the and the honor yeah. and all that. Yeah. But yeah, if they if they had done, for instance, like 3.5 had the uh, oh, what was it called? The uh you know, Ken Yeah, you know, almost be a little bit more like Captain America. You know, but you know, if you if you're going off the normal base classes, fighter's probably definitely right. It's probably I, almost be a samurai, but like an American version of a samurai. Nope. Samurai works.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Instead of having katana, you change the rules for it to be a shield or something like that. And his
3: lord is America. Yeah. (laughs)
1: America.
0: All right. I think we all agree on Captain America. Yeah. I was was thinking the top one, to be honest. That's that's hilarious. I was about to say, I think they progressively get easier as we go down this list. Really?
1: (laughs) You're so (laughs) wrong. Let me throw you this one Iron Man. Iron Man. The easy answer for me is Sorcerer. Me too. Me too. But how do you do the armor?
3: Also, d- mage armor, Dra- dragonborn sorcerer. Nah. The, the character I ran in your campaign one time, dragonborn, dragonborn sorcerer, would definitely work as Iron Man. It's a spell. Uh, no, uh, yeah, but okay. I would also really like to have it, in it,
0: the
1: game the trope of if he doesn't have the armor, doesn't have his powers.
0: Right. So you put a time limit on the spell. That's uh, what oh, I. That's no, the way I see no, no, he's, I getting, want, he's
1: got
3: a fixed spell list in this game.
0: Yeah, though.
1: like. Yeah, I want the like the spells to be generated from the armor, as opposed to like, oh, I'm gonna cast
2: windwalk. Well, aren't now. there wizards that like don't aren't magical themselves? They can just channel magical items, sort of. Uh, sort can of. Can you make it that they way? They added
3: in Foci, didn't they? In one of the books for wizards. I I don't know. Okay, I, so not
0: familiar. Nitpicking on terminology. Maybe instead of sorcerer, a wizard, which is for me in the systems that I've played, that fits perfectly for Iron Man. Because the guy himself is actually kind of weak. He's not real strong. He's extremely intelligent. Tony, in that he pieced together this armor from a pile of junk in a cave.
1: Tony Stark, man. <laughs> I'm not Tony Stark. Man. <laughs> anyway,
0: he's, yeah. he's being held together by one of his own inventions, essentially. So I think that the suit is equated to a very nice spell that he created that has a limited lifespan, and when it runs out of power... He has to find some way to recharge his power or he doesn't have the suit. I would almost say you could replace
1: his spellbook with the armor and like every spell he has okay. is some sort of uh, gadget that he uses. Or he's you could created. just call
0: it some trapping of a globe of invulnerability. So
2: with the the... Core that keeps him alive in his chest. Would that be like a magical item? Because possibly, That has, yeah. that has uh, no. I like would say, or it could just be duration. like a power
3: source that, like,
1: arcane energy. Yeah, or something. yeah. I mean, it all depends on his how gift. Run it. Or you have to have yeah. at least one spell left for the day, or something like that, to keep it powered, or something. You know, some sort of trope like that. Now, this that. is a pretty heavy class build here. you have is, to. This is this is a pretty heavy. Have to, to ground up this. Yeah, the, yeah. that I would say you got to do some some work on these, but
0: which is why I said you just. I think you just take an existing class and you change some of the trappings of the spells. Not necessarily changing what they do, just maybe put a limitation on something. Little trope. Give it a little extra something for the limitation and then just change the trappings. Yeah. I think that's the easiest way to go about it. Although I'm sure you could spend tons and tons of time building this thing from the ground up in a Pathfinder system. But if you were going to do that, I think you would probably just play Marvel Heroic Roleplay and that's just true. play Iron Man. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just seems fun to do it like this. Oh, right? that's, it's the whole... Pulp. This is this is what we GMs do exactly. for fun. Give me a notebook. I want to right. write it down.
0: <laughs> okay. Now, let's move on to the easy ones now. Hawkeye.
3: Ranger. Yeah. Yeah. There's <laughs> is, really no... Is Black Widow his pet? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's his animal. Companion. Okay, so Hawkeye's a ranger. Yeah,
0: is there any other? I guess you could make a case for fighter with a specialization in bows. Yeah, you could. Yeah, um, you could make get a, you
3: all the feats, which is basically what his entire ability is going to be.
0: In the comic book, do where does he get his arrows? His backpack. Uh, quiver, <laughs> quiver. <laughs> beat you to death. <laughs> Didn't you
1: see the movie? Oh yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> no,
0: where do they come from? Does he make them? Uh, he does he or does they supply, make su- they're supplied by shield uh b- a, little both. a little bit above yeah. yeah so he's a fighter or a ranger who has an alchemist or a tinkerer friend yeah who can you know he's got a good hey, magic shop hey, Nick fury away somewhere in the realm.
1: give me some of them arrows you
3: know right take you to the magic shop
1: and it would be really easy <laughs> to just spend all of it like instead of like using his money on like uh, all kinds of goofy magic armor or magic bow or anything. Well, he does. Just he wears a... all magic arrows. Like you know, he... <laughs> that's essentially what he's got: is yeah. <laughs> abilities
0: and that equipment. If you cut the strap on his quiver, he's in trouble for for a little bit. actually not true. No. No. In fact, he's just as good in
1: close. He's a martial artist, just as good in close combat as he is in range combat.
0: Then, if you add in that caveat, I say it's definitely a fighter build.
1: I- I'm almost thinking he might be. Yeah, I agree with that. Because c- a
0: ranger's kind of a one trick pony.
1: And a ranger has spells and an animal companion, yeah. and that yeah. doesn't really fit him
0: very I well. Say, I say a fighter with a specialization in bows.
3: Though high dex kind of continues to fit the character. You can make a dex. A dex fighter. Oh, dex based fight fighter? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. 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 Weapon finesse. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like a boss.
0: Black Widow. Wow.
3: Rogue. Yeah. Is there even any question? Rogue. What else would you even be? You'd prestige it into something, but I don't think Pathfinder has anything yet. Rogue they do there's a yeah. there's a ninja core class too but...
1: oh yeah that's right uh, yeah but
3: yeah. ninjas are got spells and stuff too she's just
1: well
0: like... again I think you're coming down to <laughs> a rogue with a high very high charisma and mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of high intelligence too because uh, with all the because you need Intel and
1: Pathfinder intelligence is what uh, determines how many skill points you have
0: okay well if that's what you got to do to make the build then you do it but as far as her character is concerned I think a charisma check is probably better than an intelligence check, because she's kind of a manipulator. Maybe even more wisdom than intelligence, to be completely honest, and how to, using her wisdom on how to manipulate someone and get the information that they that she wants from them. So that's the, that's the core of the Avengers, right? Yeah. The only now, one you're really
1: missing is Nick Fury.
0: Now, that's where I was going to go, uh... is that there are, there's a couple of side characters that are involved here that are actually kind of a big deal. You've got Nick Fury and Agent Coulson
1: dm and dm's helper npc
0: (laughs) but but (laughs) who's nick fury what's he gonna be dm he's gonna gonna give you
3: the missions you almost have to have nick fury be
0: a a gm tool okay so he's the donor to call the call into question yeah Yeah. and even when he's not around that's that's what colton's there
3: for right right yeah. I like whenever... I really think you're right. I think it's GM and GM's helper friend yeah. the GM N P C Yeah.
0: Okay. So you've got enablers and mission giver, givers and... the guy who
3: keeps you on track and like acts as your conscience like, when your character's not blaming like your character's stop supposed to doing the dumb stuff over there, you know, yeah. go do this.
0: Okay. Well that's easy enough then.
3: You don't get the good funny scenes and you can't have them be semi heroes. Unless sure you're, you can, you can roleplay them as NPCs. Well, yeah, your you're heroes, but I mean, you're taking away something from the player characters sometimes. For, but sometimes it's a fix for that. Like, Nick Fury walks out with a bazooka to shoot the jet when all the heroes just blew off the jet and it turned out the jet was going to be really important.
0: Like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, that was all the players decided to zig when they should have zagged. And the GM <laughs> had to do something to save the yeah, exactly right, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I guess that's when he gets to be
3: hero yeah, You're right. Wasn't
0: that jet going to nuke the entire city? Yeah. Movie over? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're tools. You're correct. Coulson and Nick Fury I don't are know. I think tools. it just
3: makes the Hulk angry and you get two more if movies can, out of him just beating everyone up. And if, if you can get city. Samuel
0: L. Jackson to sit in on your game and be play like Nick the, Fury, oh, then he can be a character. No, he should be the DM and be like,
2: <laughs> go do the mission! <laughs> Roll intimidation check! <laughs> Roll a booty check! <laughs>
4: Why is it Bill Cosby? Now? <laughs> <laughs> if, if, you, if you if you don't play your character correctly, the GM
3: just change you to a heater in his house. <laughs> Samuel Jackson jokes. Nobody, no, okay. <laughs> Total party kill. Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn out. <laughs> Coulson's the one that killed the party, and he just looks at his gun and goes, "Oh, oh that's, that's what, what it does." It does. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh. One thing that I think you could, that really supports your GM's pet concept of Coulson is that he's been in same character, same actor, has been in all All of these movies movies as the same character. So having him show up from time to time as a foil, possibly, or even a support character, it's perfectly within the realm of acceptability in this case. In the
3: sort of campaigns I tend to make, he would definitely end up being the villain.
0: Who's but that guy that's, that's the uh, thing. Mr.
1: After Burns you... is, uh Smithers He's <laughs> he Smithers
0: yeah yeah that's the thing about and we'll cover this in a later a later date GM Ruts and that's the thing about a GM rut is that you're saying in one of your campaigns it would he would definitely wind up being a villain your players see this they feel it like, and all of he's a, a bad sudden guy. Kill him. Coulson's dead <laughs> all of a sudden Coulson's dead in the end. and you wind up losing that gm pet because of things that you've done in the past even though this wasn't going to be the case or maybe it was who knows all right well a little bit of a shorter episode but i think we pretty much covered everything we wanted to talk about with this one so with that thank you for joining us this has been the carpe gm Gamecast. i'm dan
3: i'm steve tyler ryan and i'm mac and remember support the hobby
0: support the industry support your local game store support your local animal shelter
3: the CarpeGM Gamecast is presented under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License Version 3.0. For further discussion on this topic or just about anything else, join our forum at carpegm.net forum. To contact us with questions, comments, and other feedback, please send your emails to dan at carpegm.net. We'd love to hear from you. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook slash carpegm.net. Or follow us on Twitter at C A R P E underscore GM. Thanks for listening.
0: Next time on the Carpe GM Gamecast. So,
3: have they ever been a member of Billboard's Top 100? No. Do they work at the local liquor store? No. Does he
4: or she smell like cabbage? Uh, yes. All right. Have they ever been pictured on the cover of. Cat fancy? No. It's Gary Busey.
0: What? You <laughs> gotta be kidding me, <laughs> <laughs> dude! We haven't even flipped down one card yet.
4: Uh, d- this is
3: deductive. You two are like <laughs> simpatico.